The Republic of Turkey is one of the most historical crossroads on our planet. Turkey is the bridge between two continents, Europe and Asia, and is home to multiple cultures. With over 82 million people calling Turkey home, there is a beauty and diversity that exists from region to region. This transcontinental location has been the birthplace of many influential items in our world, such as Santa Claus, air travel, and even money. Turkey is home to one of the largest cities in the world, Istanbul, and is the only city to be located on two separate continents, Europe and Asia. I met John almost by accident. We first connected through an international conference and later both ended up in a group chat together where I accidentally mixed him up with a different person that had a similar name. The story is that I was bored during a break in between classes on a typical school day and he couldn't sleep so I sent John a little message saying, what's up? And we really hit it off. I was super happy because I had made another Turkish friend. The next day, he asked me the big question. Were you on MasterChef Junior? I came clean and told him. Why yes, yes I was. He freaked out. I watched you on TV. You seriously looked familiar and I was actually rooting for you. I wanted you to win the whole time. It was crazy and to this day, we still laugh about how he didn't recognize me. Getting to talk with John was a huge privilege as he has amazing insight and perspective as a young leader in his country of Turkey. I was shocked to hear about the amount of conflict that's occurring in his country as I could really tell that the turmoil in his homeland deeply affects him. Once I started to ask him questions about food in Turkey, he started to feel way more relaxed and calm as it gave him great memories of his loving grandparents. When you added a tiny bit of parsley inside of it, just like the deliciousness of that dish, just like boosts up. I don't know if, if my grandmother just like, I mean, I, I hope that never happens, but it will happen one day. If, if she passes away and then there, there would be probably no one to do Monse in the family. And it's just like a sad thing to yeah, think about. That. Well, learn, learn from your grandmother. Yeah. Ask, ask her, how do you make it, then make it with her. Hello everybody, you are listening to Evan Worldwide. On this podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey around the world. You will hear young people's perspectives on culture, conflict, and cuisine. So let's go. Okay, so basically this is a really, really informal interview in regards to peace, conflict, food, and culture. I haven't interviewed anybody from Turkey yet, so I figured that this would be, you my friend would be a perfect interviewee. Uh, my name is John. I'm from Turkey. I'm 16. Would you say that there's a lot of conflict in your country? Yeah, like definitely, with, without a doubt. Because What are the main factors of the conflict in Turkey? I mean, in my opinion, there, there are lots of main factors that you can name. So first, first off, I think, in my opinion, being the governing party, AKP, and then, and then their influencers, like their influencers, like their people, uh, the head of state, for example, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, he's like literally a main actor of like uh, chaos in, in Turkey. Like definitely you can really like mark those words because it is political and geopolitical um, location of Turkey actually. Like there are always lots of conflict coming from both sides, from Europe and also from, from the other side, the east side of Turkey. So 
we're kind of battling with terrorist groups in the east side of Turkey. Like, I mean, they're, they're claiming their, their fight to be a legit one, but of course, it, in my opinion, in, in many of the Turks' opinion, it, it's not. But also in, in the West Coast, you have uh, Greece and all that kind of tension. However, it's, it's probably good to say that most of the tension that is uh, being shown us as outside threats are actually being created by the government itself to manipulate the uh, voters of Turkey and then uh, create a like, you know, common aim and common thing to defend. And then like, they're basically using a basic manipulation tool and trying to collect, gather all these people under one, like one thing that is all common for us, like the uh, security of the country. And also the country is in, in a huge, I don't know really how to put it in, but I mean, we're, we're dipped into our toes, you know, it's, it's really in, in modern chaos right now in terms of human rights, basically, and we cannot really protect our children, children's rights, and also animal rights. Uh, it's called Elmalı Davası in Turkish. Uh, it's a so recent uh, event, and few children, I believe, uh, they were raped by by their by the promotion of their own mother in return of money, like like prostitution, like as in prostitution. Also, defendants of that case trial is actually being trialed without arrest and and this is like this is a huge thing in turkey right now going on everyone is like literally literally uh breaking down into pieces because like it's so terrifying there are drawings of the children depicting the moments of rape you know and, and it's so disgusting it's it's it at the utmost level disgusting and there are also uh voice records of children telling the stories to to you know the judges and stuff and literally they're being trailed with without arrest and those kind of things are so common in turkey uh women rights no they're, they're not they're not even there because every day i think five women per day is being killed by by male violence i mean that's that's like a i don't know approximation but if you if you really take all the number in one year and then divide it by like three, 365 you probably get something close to that also Turkey quit the uh, Istanbul, what was that? It's about the women rights and in, 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 uh, it's a so common thing in Europe and it was actually signed in Istanbul, Turkey. And you know, do you see the ironic situation here? And Turkey literally quitted the uh, whole thing today. And I mean, literally there are no mechanisms protecting the rights of women like legitimately in Turkey right now. And then also there being the men that are killing people, killing, especially killing women, they're being trailed without arrest, even without imprisonment. And I mean, this is a huge chaos right now. Uh, I mean, there, there are lots of laws in, in Turkey. That's insane. Um, so I wanted to go back to these, to these men killing women so I've been, I've actually been aware of this recently. And I remember like last year, there was this Instagram trend where like um, a lot of international women would like take a picture of themselves and like put it as black and white and post it on Instagram. And like, they'd say like, um, like, well, I don't know. Well, m m some of my family members have done it. Some of my family members like that are women, they did it, but they obviously didn't put that hashtag since my family were not Turkish. But anyway, was that the men that are killing these women are they like connected to the government? Are they just like a terrorist group? Are they like no. a random, like they're, they're just not, random they're men? Random, random people from like any, everywhere of Turkey. Like they're, they're literally everywhere and they're so random. But the thing is, it's not like uh, so related with government, but it's a thing that murder of women is political right now because there, there are literally no kind of repercussions for it. You know, they're, they're literally going wild and killing someone and they're not getting what they deserve after that. And, Justice is not like place and justice 
there, there's no such thing as justice in Turkey right now, especially for women. And then, uh, and the government is by doing nothing. Government is promoting these. You see the situation, and also it was a trend, as you as you say. Uh, and then I think last year, and it's also an ongoing situation, an ongoing situation right now. And people are like taking photos of them, black and white, as you said. And mm-hmm. and okay, and, so they would put the yeah. hashtag challenge accepted. Yeah. yeah, and then it's like. Istanbul which which translates into English as Istanbul Treaty, let's say. Istanbul Treaty, make women live, you know, basically. Oh, okay. I don't know, it's wild. It's, it's literally wild. And by doing nothing and also quitting those kind of treaties and stuff that protect, that protect women's right, rights, government is literally promoting those and, and driving the country into a such a place that is so terrible in, in the eyes of everyone that's crazy do you know of any women or like do you did you have any friends who had women like in their lives were they victims of this or or like is uh, it is it well, common in izmir I, I think it's common everywhere but uh as as an individual i've never experienced something like that or never heard of something like like that close but it's it's common in izmir of course like it's common in everywhere in turkey and and recently i also got news that someone in turkey killed some some woman like i think it was it was his yeah wife or, or something like that you know that's crazy Her girlfriend and stuff and uh, the the thing is like they're not actually random people. They're, there's some kind of connected with, with the victim. They're BF, they're like just husband and stuff. And there is a phrase they specifically use. They're saying that like they're being so angry. Uh, they're saying, if I kill you to the, to the uh, victim, if I kill you, I'll just go to prison for three years and then I'll get out. And that is like exactly what happens. And and sometimes they don't even go to prison. No, trials just won't work that way. Wow. They'll not even go to prison. They'll just be set free or with no charges. I mean, uh, it depends. I don't really know what's the criteria, but there is no consistency with with those prisoners. You know, there there there's no consistency with implication of charges. Some of them like just go to prison for for three years, four years, and some of them even don't go to prison. And some of them like in such rare cases they go to prison for life. You know, it also happens, but like it's so rare. It's not consistent. There's there's not such a consistent justice system that is being put in place and that's the problem what social issues are most prevalent in turkey like i'm talking racism sexism homophobia xenophobia and in two words racism is so common i can say i mean it's it's sada racism like it's it's implicit it's not explicit like in, in the u.s but it's it's really common sexism is also so common well and i was gonna like, guess maybe sexism sexism is definitely common considering these women are getting homophobia. killed homophobia you can say and then yeah you can you can really extract it from like being women being killed by by men that and the political situation like allowing that such a you know reflection of sexism and it's not implicit like that's the reason uh president of turkey uh, currently uh Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Uh, he has those moments in, in on stage where where he literally says without shame that women are in rank like not sufficient enough as men and then they're inferior. You know, they're, they're some. And then he's saying that like by saying those kind of stuff. Like I can I can rephrase it for you. Like from his voice, from from nature, women are inferior from men, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, he's he's using those kind of terms and then it's literally disgusting. And also I can say sexism is the most prominent issue. Racism, we have Kurds and we have Turks and and there is a I can say there's a major faction there is that is literally being so racist against Kurds and then hate like having hate speech on them. 
and it's, it's the hate speech and the racism towards like the Kurds, like Kurdistan. Yeah, and and Kurds and India, as he as he refers as he refers to Kurdistan, the Kurds in living in the living in the east of Turkey, and actually Kurds are so I don't know they're not so evenly spread around the country. You know, they're they're everywhere actually. Like there's 85 million people in Turkey, and then 25 million of them are Kurds. It's like like not that kind of a minor. Uh, group of people and also for, for that being said homophobia is also so common and it's uh Recep Tayyip Erdogan also have words against literally so homophobic also not allowing any kinds of like protest meetings that are like to protest Recep Tayyip Erdogan and then the uh, government's decisions about LGBTQIA and then stuff so uh, I can also say that it's so I don't know settled thing inside of Turkish people like among all like it's not only limited to governments i've just seen a recent you know instagram service you just say yes mm-hmm. or no stuff and yes. uh, it was asking do you do you think being gay or lgbtqia is is kind of a disease like mental disorder or, or biological disorder and believe me it's it's like a so popular turkish uh, meme page i can say and 60 percent of the votes were saying yes and only 40 percent of them was like were saying no and wow you, so you can see the situation from there it's homophobia is so common i'm not even crazy. talking about transphobia. and would you say I mean, that like well like has there been any homophobic attacks like in regards to the pride parades like it was it was just recently june which was considered pride month yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can you can actually search it on Google and and find like stuff that is also reaching to the stage of police police brutality in those protests recently. And also the real reason why Recep Tayyip Erdogan actually quitted uh, Istanbul Treaty is probably I'm I'm quoting his words uh, actually is because it kind of dismisses the family thing. I I can say the family um statue of. of Turkish people, because according to Recep Tayyip Erdogan and many of the government officials, um, they're they're saying that Istanbul Treaty is actually protecting the rights of LGBTQIA. Like they're actually saying that this is against our family values, and then we don't want this to be uh, spread around the uh, country, and we just want to quit it. <laughs> it's, it's that easy wow. for them. That's I'm crazy. Not even, I'm not even talking about homo uh, transphobia I mean, or xenophobia. It's it's a higher level. That's crazy. Do you think that people your age or like young people in Turkey, do you think that they believe these conflicts are valid, or do is there a shift in perspective? I mean, they they literally think that's not okay. I mean, probably guarantee you that eighty percent of of the young young adults my age or, or till the age of twenty five, we can say. Then they're they're literally thinking that this is like not okay and they're not valid issues and they literally want to move forward uh think about other issues like that are literally valid for them you know science and other stuff and then the uh, development of the country like sustainable development this should be our priority in, the, in that century but look what we're dealing with i mean we're dealing with basic human rights and also there are literally so many examples I can give you because it's happening every day, you know? A man, like an old man in his 60s, saying you that you're so immoral for wearing shorts in a hot, sunny summer day. Those kind of stuff happens in Turkey like so often. And also he, he continues insulting his dad for, for allowing her to wear those kind of, you know, shorts. That is and, very weird. But like, look what we're dealing with. I mean... We're trying to deal with freedom of like people, like basic freedom, you know? Basic human rights, yeah. 
do you keep up with politics and government in your country? Yeah, I, I do. I, yeah. I, I definitely, you have to. You have to if, if you're a teenager because it's it's affecting you every day and it will continue affecting you as, as you grow up. And, yeah. Politics that you keep up with in Turkey, is it like in regards to in like 2023 when the next presidential election is or like just everyday stuff that Erdogan does? Because yeah, obviously okay. 2023 is going to be a a pretty big year considering yeah. that it's possible Recep Tayyip Erdogan will not be president well obviously he will definitely be removed from, from that from that presidency really I can see that from surveys and stuff public surveys are each day they're announced like and then Recep Tayyip Erdogan and his coalition is actually at 36 percent while the opposition party that that we support uh they're at 48 percent I guess oh and wow that's a huge, that's a huge difference and then yeah I mean, it's everyday stuff, and also we have the what the opposition party leaders do and what Erdogan do uh, does, because I mean, he's literally the only man that kind of affects the whole path of the uh, country. You know, one right. decision of I mean, it changes everything. Yeah, this is actually really interesting because you've lived in Ankara, which is the capital of Turkey, but now you live in Izmir on the western side, closer to like the Greek islands. Would you say that Ankara and Izmir are like politically very similar or is like one more progressive and one is more conservative? I one think more Ankara liberal. is more conservative, but like it's only like half and half, you know? Ankara is just like 50-50 in between. Like they're also liberals and progressive people and they're also conservative people. Also in Izmir, it's, it's the same case, but I would definitely say that Izmir is more progressive in every way because they, they name it as the like most liberal uh, city of Turkey and then they're right by naming it. Okay, so like, would you say that people of minorities in Turkey like feel safer in a city like Izmir compared to like in Ankara or Istanbul or like Adana or like me, or like LGBT people, women or like yeah. um, people that get get oppressed in Turkey? For I don't know for Kurdish and Arab people because like they're as I say they're not so evenly spread around Turkey like they're. In specific places or uh, many of them yeah. in other places they don't i can say that for minorities such as lgbtq and and then also women it's probably easy to say that Izmir is like a safer place in, in many ways because literally in Izmir, if you're at least on the coastline no one will ever like say a thing to you about your like clothing and and any other thing because they know how to respect people and then treat them as like basic humans, you know? Would you say that's one of the reasons why your family like moved to Izmir from Ankara? Or like, was it because of like one of your parents' jobs or something? And they uh, truly thought that Izmir was the only progressive uh, place and city. Like there's truly progressive in Turkey. And also like, you know, for, for the sake of our education, also the nature is beautiful here. You know, oh you yeah. Human, well, like that, I'd say all of Turkey looks pretty beautiful. That's, that's a, uh, thank you. That's the secondary thing. I mean, the, the main reason was that Izmir is so progressive and people are literally, you can have conversations with people, but like it's not that much possible in Ankara. Although to be fair, it makes sense because I've had other, like other people that I met from Turkey and they, they'd say like, no, Izmir is like the best city in all of Turkey. And like in Izmir, people, gays don't usually get attacked compared to like in, yeah. in Ankara or like in, in other cities. And the women don't feel as in danger. How do you get your information like about politics or like the news? Do you get it from TV, your parents, social media, your friends, like newspaper? I literally never watch TV. I think for three years, I've, I've never literally 
like for real watch watch a single Turkish channel uh, for for the sake of news because um, they're all biased like so hugely biased. We have the left bias and we have the right bias and then 99% of all channels have that right bias towards Erdogan. So yeah, they're not literally correct. And I usually use you know international media, Reuters, Al Jazeera, and then also I use CNN. CNN is not like not a ideal source because it's also so biased. But so yeah, Reuters and Al Jazeera is is probably my mains and also BBC. Yeah. Got oh, BBC. And also, I'll... social media is a huge factor. But I'm trying to uh, follow up with so many like you know neutral social media yeah. uh, sites and stuff. With you looking at international news and like getting their perspective on Turkey or like the things that have happened, is this because of like any censorship? In Turkey, like, does the government like censor any of the news that people would see on television, like the public would see? Yeah, definitely. Like, that, that's the that's the main source. Uh, the government does not really censor that. Like, they just manipulate the media. Like, like they, they they literally manipulate the media. Like, that's that's something far beyond censoring something. Censorship is so common, and for that reason, you cannot really get any information you you really need and then there are all kinds of silly news around there because i mean they're just trying to distract people from, from really getting those news and uh, i usually for that reason i prefer international media sources because they're mostly so unbiased and neutral against the case and they just like uh, lay out the facts and then you can check like there also the media when they like for example have an interview with people like they they pick from the streets they're also censoring what they say you know if a citizen tries to uh, talk about a current issue uh, that is controversial for Erdogan, they literally cut the interview off there and then like, keep going. That's wow. also another uh, reason, yeah, why why I like hugely dislike all those Turkish media. Do you have any friends from different countries, or like, are you aware of people that you've met from other countries? Yeah, I mean, I have I have tons of. You're one of them, and. Actually, you're my only best friend in, in the U.S. Really, I'm I the only no one. Yeah, you're the only one. So uh, I have I have many from Greece. I mean, I have tons of uh, people that I know. You know, from Greece. that's we're so, we're so close. I mean, we're, we're really close. And right, we're... but like considering the history, like, have you ever like argued or like have you ever fought with any Greek people in regards to like history or food or music language? We never, we never fight on things like culture and stuff because you know what's the point in it? <laughs> or like, what about like history, like? Yeah, but yeah, like, I mean, oh no, that was your us. fault. You guys attacked us or something like. I mean, it's, like it's usually not the combo that goes around, but yeah, of course we have some kind of uh, argue, like, like conversations, like that. no, yogurt yeah, is yeah. Turkish. What? No, yogurt's Greek. It's Greek yogurt for I, a reason. <laughs> I've never entered any kind of discussion like that because because I know that I will not get to any point in, in those kind of exactly. Things. So argue, you know, I I will say that yogurt is Turkish, and he will or she will they will say that yogurt is Greek. So but all uh, on history matters and also political matters. Uh, we usually clash and and. We not usually clash. I mean, when but we it's talk, just like a friendly clash. Like it's just yeah, yeah. Specific historical events. We we sometimes clash. I cannot say usually because I also have uh, we also have points that we support each other, but mm -hmm. uh, there are some specific points that we really disagree like a lot. <laughs> but other than that, like it's it's so funny, you know. You know those memes on on the internet like saying that two Tur uh, one Greek and one Turkish guy like literally wilding over whether baklava is <laughs> greek and turkish <laughs> there's, there's a tiktok me uh, i mean 
There was also there was also a meme that I saw. It was a picture of Turkish food, and it said like food in Turkey. And then there was right next to it, it was uh, the same picture of Turkish food, but it said Greek food, and it had an e at the end, like a, an extra i. <laughs> yeah, that, that's also a common thing. Yeah. But anyway, so these friends, your international yeah. friends, are they mostly from Europe, or like do you have friends in? Latin America or like Asia or like yeah. Arab countries in the Middle unfortunately, East. Unfortunately, I have literally no friends from uh, South America and also I think from China and other than that, like South Asia, I have I have none, and also South America, I have none. But from Middle East, yeah, I, I have also I have like a significant amount of friends, but mostly they're from Europe because. I don't know, like that's just how we interact. I know, but yeah. I have one from South America. I have one friend. He's from Argentina. Would you consider Turkey to be European or would you consider it to be Asian? This is actually a topic that I think about a lot and reflect on a lot because because uh, I, I I truly believe that Turkey is like so intermixed and throughout the history, it always changed. And also it's it's also changing. For the Western side of Turkey, I would probably say that it's so it's closer to Europe. But for the Eastern side, I, I, I would never dare to say that they're European because I think not in terms of humanity and stuff, like I'm not even insulting any of them, but at least for in terms of culture, Southeastern Turks, like they're mostly closer to Middle East culture. It's so close and they, they always interact. I can say that Turkey is mostly European in terms of uh, population, if you, if you think about the percentage of the population. But also, I mean, I think it's truly beautiful to have both those cultures mixed in and then have those, you know, that kind of a, an environment to have. However, it's it's not really easy to put whether we're like European or whether we're like Asian or Middle Eastern. Would you consider yourself European or like Turkish? Well, obviously, you are Turkish, but like, would you would you identify as European in addition? I would like to identify as as additionally as European because uh, I think like uh, my mindset is probably closer to a European mindset other than a like uh, classical Turkish mindset. But I would like to identify myself as an international citizen, like other than yeah. uh, like, uh, like a global well, citizen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think in order to achieve that first, I mean, you got to travel and then see many cultures. And stuff. I agree. We'll travel together. Don't worry. Hopefully, yeah. Do you see more differences or similarities between people you've met in other countries? I mostly see similarities because, I mean, I think maybe that's that's such a cliche, but at, at the end of the day, like, we're all human and, and we all, like, share kinds of traits that are common, you know? You have those, you, you they differentiate among them, but it's always, like, that same kind of thing. Also, if you have a international mindset, I can say, it's always so easier to relate to other people and also find similarities between people. Owing that to, to my mindset, if I was, like, just, thinking straightforward as a Turkish citizen and not trying to identify myself and, and see the world through different people's eyes, I would probably wouldn't be able to say those kind of stuff. But yeah, I think we have lots of similarities other than differences. But also, there are significant cultural differences, I can say. I mean, we have those cultural norms. It kind of truly differentiates between cultures and also people of different countries, even if not cultures. Yeah, definitely. Like cultures... For example, there are some similarities that I found from like people that I've met in different countries, like even just through food, you know, ethnically, I'm, I'm Hispanic and like Mediterranean, Italian Mediterranean in a way. But I've learned that there's some similarities like in the food, manta, which manta, like in Turkey, it's almost like a 
like a pasta in Italy. It's like tortellini or ravioli, but they're different, but they're they're similar in a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have it's like you have those blank spaces. All each culture have those, but but like they just like fill it with different kind of stuff. And you know that's that's where similarities come from. Okay, I have two questions left in regards to the peace and conflict, and then we'll get to the fun stuff. So, living in Turkey, do you see young people advocating for peace and less conflict? Like, do you see people protesting for human rights in Izmir, or maybe even in Ankara when you were living there? Yeah, every time. I mean, that's not only limited to Turkey, and oh, not Izmir, like specifically, because uh, people all around Turkey they always protesting. They're always protesting about those. And I mean, you can you can find people from Ankara, Istanbul, Izmir, Eskişehir. I mean, so many cities, and they're always protesting about those. But the oppression. It should be a thing to remember that uh, the government's and police oppression is the thing in Turkey, and and they're quickly suppressing any kinds of protests that they don't want to see. But uh, people are definitely trying to advocate peace and human rights. I mean, that that's so basic. I mean, I I, can, I can't even even think about that because that should be at least so fundamental. So our generation is just like trying to get those in and continue its way. You know? Yeah, definitely. And are they mostly young people or like older generations? Like, are they people our age? Uh, they're mostly people our age, but they're also people they're like from older ages. This this is not only limited to to a uh, specific group of people from from an age because I cannot say the same for people that are over sixty five. They're like the uh, problematic part and age group of Turkey. I can say because. No, they're so conservative and, and they're voting for mainly voting for uh, Erdogan and, you know, shitting the whole country. How can young people help spread awareness to advocate for peace in Turkey? I mean, social media is definitely a thing, but in, in many cases, social media is not enough by itself. Um, probably the, the most logical and also best way to influence people is, is by like, literally just doing your thing, you know, go outside, protest, and then like, speak up for something that you don't like in. People will join up, add up to you, and you will have a group of people that's not also satisfied with the situation. And I think in this case, the best thing to do is just unite as one against, you know, because we have we have a common parasite. I can I can name him as a parasite, and we have that common thing to fight for. And uh, and the only reason is just like dropping any kinds of trivial differences, it's like uniting for a true aim. Because if we if we don't do that, if we just continue to get divided into smaller bits and pieces it won't really help the only only thing that the uh younger generation should do is just like uniting and uh, saying them to go out of the country by by like showing it by their roles you know we just like need to endure for two, <laughs> two years and then then the the nightmare would probably get to an end i it's very interesting to hear like turkish people or like someone like you describing Recep Tayyip Erdogan is like a parasite or like as just a nightmare. It's, you know, interesting. I on the in the media, I always think because of all the Turkish people I've met and like all the people that I care about from Turkey, it makes me think like I really want to go to Turkey, but I don't know if it's right now is the right time because Erdogan it's, it's, it's is like it's not the right time. I can guarantee that's all the peace and conflict questions. And now we're going to get to like the fun culture and food questions. Now you don't have to think about the the parasite in Turkey. Oh, bro, just like, just like thinking about it, just for that one hour of conversation, I'm, I'm, my mind is literally hurting because it, it's hard to imagine, but Turkish people and especially young people in Turkey, they're we're just like going through that each and every day. And then every day, 
just imagine you wake up, you check your phone, check kinds of uh, news, and, and you see tons of horrifying stuff. I mean, that that's just not nightmare. In. That's it's pretty pretty intimidating, I will say. Now here's like the food questions, food and culture questions. So this first question about like food and culture, you might be talking for like an hour because Turkish food is so good, but. What are some of the most popular dishes in Turkey? Is there a national dish in Turkey? There are national dishes, <laughs> to be precise, because uh, my favorite is mantar. I mean, that's just the number one for me. And we have kebab. I mean, that's just like more Middle Eastern, but we have variations of it in Middle East uh, and also in Turkey, because, you know, we have Adana kebab specifically. You have all those kinds of uh, olive oil stuff in an Asian area, you know, because there are lots of olive trees. There's a lot of food to, you know, talk about, because as you said, I can talk about this like for an hour straight. But I think the first one, uh, uh, the best one, Donar kebab. I mean, I think international prefer it to add donar kebab, but in Turkey, it's just like donar straight up. So my education of donar is like you have a pita with vegetables and donar, and then you have like your sauces and you and you just eat like as a sandwich or like a donar pita sandwich. Is that is that the no, right way just, or that, that's just like the uh, foreign way to eat donar? I mean, okay. the real way to eat donar, you have you have tortilla. Uh, I mean something close to tortilla it's not uh, specifically tortilla but you have your donar there are no sauces it's just like a foreign derivation of donar I mean, it's, it's not a thing in turkey uh there's only one sauce that you can put in it's only tomato sauce and like in a limited amount like you don't actually not even jajik no jajik is also uh kind of a thing in greece i mean jajik is one of the Turkish dishes, but again, they put it in, in Greece in the uh, we, we don't usually use that stuff. And also another variation, you have just that pizza bread, as you say, at the at the layer, as a layer, background layer, and you have donar at the top and you have tomato sauce on it, and then you have yogurt near it, and you have also uh fried uh how can I say butter, yeah, at the at the top, yeah. Oh my god. Just like John, I haven't eaten food. anything yet. So you were talking about like this doner kebab, or like, well, it's just considered doner in Turkey. And then there's the Adana, like the kebab from like Adana, like that style. Lahmacun and pide. I just, I just oh. missed it. Lahmacun is so... It's so beautiful. I mean, it's, it's really beautiful. And uh, do you need me to explain lahmacun or pide? Again, we have that kind of dough at the at the at the bottom on top of that uh you have meats like spare evenly and you also have uh what was that tomato like slides so you know you also have onion in the in the same small uh size you have uh it kind of differentiates between uh, different regions of turkey but you also have chili there, oh yeah I think. but uh, but it's like kind of a preference they ask you before, like beforehand, whether you want it or not. And that, that's usually it, you know, and you just like cook it. Uh, no, actually, you just put it in ovens. Like ovens? But they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're fired by, you know, just like wood and then usually wood. Yeah. And they it comes out and the smell is so insane. You no, know? so it's it's so crusty, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's delicious. And Would today, you consider it? Like, so like some people that I've met, they said, and to put it like really simple and like in simple terms, it's Turkish or Armenian pizza. Yeah. Like to put it in like yeah. really, really simple terms, like yeah, definitely, it's it's Turkish pizza. But also, there's there's that myth. I don't know if that's true, but uh, it's it's long been said that uh, one day, like during the Ottoman Empire times, uh, Italians just like were traveling to Turkey and and they saw that lahmacun 
uh, being cooked up. And then like they thought like they kind of brainstormed, like it's kind of a old story, you know? And they just thought that why, why don't we just make another variation of that in our homeland? And they just go there and, and do pizza. I don't know that's a myth but this is like a thing that i hear so 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 often so you actually already answered this question what is your favorite dish you said it was manta manta or donesh which one do you prefer like can, can i can i really choose like three fine choose three choose three manta donar and lahmacun lahmacun all three of them yeah wow i mean like just put them put them in the same place and I'll eat them all. And then you, and then a little bit of kunefe and like baklava for dessert. They're they're also so delicious, but you need to have space <laughs> to eat them. And after like those few dishes, uh, I don't think that I would be able to. But yeah. Do you have a special dish or like a family recipe that brings you great memories or like a good story? Or is there like any childhood dishes that you had? Wow, I gotta think about it because my mom usually cooks so many different stuff. I mean, she's she she kind of mastered that old. And then just like uh, can 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 do lots of different stuff. But I think meatballs is one because that's just I think all families have those different types of recipes of meatballs, and they they they're never the same. You know, they always yeah. differentiate between them. And when I think about meatballs, I mean it's just a memory of in me kind of lives through it. You know, uh, I can remember myself at four years old eating meatballs and I, I still to this day I still eat them and <laughs> I mean I don't know I think they're so delicious at least my mom does that so well and and anytime like I get one in my mouth it's just like true joy for me ah oh, that's amazing although this is like the, the interesting thing so when I think of meatballs I don't consider them Turkish but is this like what so these meatballs that like you've had when you're really little do these have like these specific seasonings from turkey like different what makes it like oh, okay, yeah i i see i think they're they're so different i don't know if they're so different actually but i think they're different from from what you guys eat over there because or like uh, italian meatballs i'm used to having the italian meatballs mm -hmm. seasoning is probably uh similar to, to italian meatballs because you know we're all mediterranean mm -hmm. and and but i mean they're smashed and they're like, they're not like patties, but they're smaller and in, in size, but they're not like bowls actually. Oh, okay. Like Wait, yeah. so are these like kofta? Yeah, kofta. I mean, oh, that's exactly what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I love kofta. And or in Arabic, kofta. Yeah, seasoning is also different, I think. So, and all those like coming together, it's just, it's just so delicious to have. I know kofta is like a Middle Eastern thing as well. Like, well, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. Arabic, they'd say kafta, but like in Turkish, I guess you guys would say kofta or kofta. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't know if I would consider kofta to be meatballs. I, I feel mean, like they're two different things. To, when you try to translate it to, into English, I mean, there, there are no other possible translations that you can use. Ah, uh, uh, Okay. We can, we can straight up use kofta, but uh, other than you, I think no one no one really knows about kofta if, if they're not really interested in uh, dishes and stuff. So they do. So I'm looking at pictures right now. They they do look like like circular shape and like they're very thin yeah. and they're like thinner. But yeah, they're, they're uh, I, as far as I know, Italian meatballs are just like balls. Yeah, no, they're literally just balls. Yeah. <laughs> but in uh, for for the sake of understanding and. <laughs> 
translating it to uh, into English. Yeah, we usually call them as meatballs. Do you have any family recipes or variations of popular dishes? Like, do you guys do anything different to the manta or that you guys make or lahmacun? Okay, so I think manta. There's there's a special variation of manta in our family, and that's actually uh, for my grandmother. Uh, that's not really really so. Um, and my mom actually, uh, she never makes those mantis because it's so it's so hard to do them and it takes up so much time my grandmother still to this day with my granddad actually they together they make those mantis and in in that there's actually like a tiny bit of difference but it's still a difference they use parsley parsley in mantis and then in different seasoning that i don't even know and it just makes it 10 times better inside of a mantis because you know as you know mantis is just like types of a pasta with like little meatballs inside of it. And like is it usually pasta. like beef or lamb or chicken? It's beef. It's beef. It's beef. It's beef. Yeah. Lamb, lamb. Yeah, it would be terrible with lamb. But when you add <laughs> when, when you add parsley to that tiny bit of meatball, I cannot even express it in, in, in English. But it's just you can express it in Turkish. I mean, that's that's not something that I can explain in in, in language. I think, but oh. when you add a tiny bit of parsley inside of it. Just like the deliciousness of that dish, just like boosts up. Ah, oh, that's awesome. I don't know if if my grandmother just like I mean I I hope that never happens, but it will happen one day if if she passes away and then there will there would be probably no one to do mansi in the family and it's just like a sad thing to yeah think about. That. Well, learn learn from your grandmother. Yeah. Ask ask her how do you make it, then make it with her. We have the recipe and, and I also contribute contributed sometimes, but yeah, I think I gotta spend more time with them. With yeah. Actually. Do they live in Ankara or do they live in Izmir? No, or... they, they literally live 500 meters away from us. Oh, that is so great. Yeah, that, that's such a thing. Yeah. That is so great. You know how much I love Turkey. You know how much I love all my Turkish friends. There's this one question that I have. The question is, what is one dish from your country that if I traveled there, I can't miss? But I'm gonna change that to... What is one dish from your country that when I travel there, I can't miss? Okay, tough question. I mean, you don't, okay, you don't have to say just one. So first of all, before, before all, I think lahmacun, I mean, at the first priority, that's the top thing that you should try because I think you can find, I, I don't know, you can find variations of kebab in, in, in different countries, you know, it's, it's been spread around the world. And you can also find, uh, Monte kind of stuff, you know, pasta kind of stuff around the world. But lahmacun, I mean, there, there's no chance that you would find it in anywhere in the U.S. So uh, that's, that shouldn't be missed, in my opinion. Also, you, you should also truly taste Ganesh, but like in the right way, not mm-hmm. in those like foreign looking way. With the tomato sauce, not the not the way that they have in Germany with the pita sandwich. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's delicious. Man. Still, it's still delicious, but no, but it's not the right way. I mean, if you if you try it in the right way, it would be ten times more delicious. You can you can always eat it eat it as a wrap, as with the uh layer of pizza and on top of it like tomato sauce, dinner and and hot butter. Hot butter. So, yeah, those are. I think those are the only three that I can say you you cannot really miss. Like you you must try them. When I come to Turkey, what are some places that I have to go to? Like obviously I know Izmir. What are some places that like that I have to go to? For first, yeah, Izmir. It's at first. Istanbul, for second I can say. You also should see Ankara because 
I mean, Ankara is just like a reflection of Turkey and then just like, you know, one side. They're but I should go after to... Erdogan leaves? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that would be better. I mean, actually, they're kind of validating tourists like uh, more than ever right now because they're our main source of income for the country. But anyways, I think like the uh, safer environment would be when Erdogan leaves Turkey. I mean, or of course, I mean, hopefully he would be imprisoned and then everyone can, can travel the country. But Ankara should be the third, in my opinion. And also, then it depends, you know. You can see the West Coast, more touristic places. They're, they're mostly uh, famous with their landmarks and beauties, you know, natural beauties. You can see southeastern Turkey. It's like a literally a huge difference from, from the western coast of Turkey. I mean, there's a different culture. There's different people. I don't know. And people are also so nice there. I've traveled there When you mean south southeast Turkey, do you mean like Gaziantep or like Adana, yeah, yeah, Hatay, Hatay, Mersin? I, I would not consider Mersin and uh, Adana as, as southeastern, but I would consider Gaziantep as southeastern. Also, Diyarbakir, Mardin. What about... It's, it's a, Batman. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been there. And You've been to Batman? Actually, yeah. For those of you who don't know, there's a city in Turkey that is called Batman. Like, literally, it's spelled Batman. I don't know. For all the westernized people like and, uh, that are, like, big fans of superheroes, Batman. But but I can but I can grant you that uh, there's there's no landmarks to see in Batman. And actually, we pronounce it as Batman. Batman? Yeah. Okay, okay. But, but yeah, uh, in my opinion, Shamurfa, also Shamurfa is, is an, another place of tea. Gaziantep, Diyarbakir, they're also magnificent places. I've been to them all. And and just like the food in there, it's, it's delicious, that's top notch. And for example, the uh, main city of kebab is Gaziantep. If, if you know, Adana, Adana kebab is actually produced in Gaziantep. I mean, really? It, yeah, it's it's been said as Adana kebab, but like they, they best do it in Gaziantep. What about like also, the spicy, like does the spice come from Adana or does it come from Gaziantep as well? I don't really know. In that region, that spice actually grows everywhere because, you know, it's, it's always hot. And yeah. the climate, climate well, is... Well, I've always known Adana to be like where they have the spicy food in Turkey. Yeah. Like they're known. Yeah. Okay. So now I have one last question for you. If you could tell somebody one thing about Turkey, what would you tell them? I have just one word in my mind and I'll just like straight up say it, chaos. I mean, it's, it's just pure chaos. And I, I would probably say they just chaos. I can say Turkey is a beautiful country by itself with beautiful people in it, but it has chaotic governmental figures and leaders. Yeah, probably be one sentence that I could tell anyone that has, has never known Turkey. Wow, all right then. Perfect. Well, John, that's basically the whole interview. Çok teşekkür ederim. Wait, would it be çok teşekkür ederim or çok teşekkür ederim? Çok teşekkür ederim. Çok teşekkür ederim. It doesn't really matter. All right. How, wait, how would I say, like, for doing this interview with me? Like, çok teşekkür ederim, like... Benimle... Benimle... Bu röportajı... Bu röportajı... Yaptığın için... Yaptığın için... Çok teşekkür ederim. Çok teşekkür ederim. I'm not going to say that again. That is very tough to say. I'll just stick to çok teşekkür ederim or teşekkür actually. Thank you. I mean, uh, that, that's just like a huge opportunity for me. Like, yeah, you. definitely. I'm glad this gave you an opportunity to speak your mind and everything. Well, uh, I actually I have, have a question. That. Was there anything that you wish I asked? Was there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted to talk about? No, not, not specifically. Because, I mean, that's just like 
in your control and i was really happy doing the doing the whole interview so no problem for me i mean they were all good yeah all right perfect well go to shooters thank you so much for this interview go to shooters Thank you for listening to my Global Youth's Perspective podcast. My goal is to share insight into the lives and cultures of my friends around the world, and hopefully we can listen to each other, bridge our differences, and make this world a better place.